Crossroads Napoleon. That was really weak. I'm going to try that again. Good morning, Crossroads Napoleon. It, it is so good to be here with you guys again. Uh, just a delight to see you and to worship in this new space. And it was about five-ish years ago now that God started to orchestrate some connections for me with uh, some beautiful people in the southern part of the continent of Africa. And uh, one of those is here with us this morning. And from those early beginnings, we committed to get together to pray about, because we had similar hearts, similar DNA, to see churches be planted, especially in the rural areas. And so we got together and started to pray, and God grew an amazing thing out of that, which today we call the Africa Church Planting Initiative. Crossroads Napoleon is one of our partners, along with about 25, 26 other congregations throughout the Midwest here. And now, in the last four years, about 50 churches have been planted in five different countries in the rural spaces of Southern Africa. Yeah, praise Jesus. And it's just so exciting to see that. And uh, so we have a little prayer card this morning. I have a few of these. If you would want to commit yourself to really pray for this initiative, see me afterwards. I'll give you a card. I'll give you my personal card as well if you got any questions. There is a website you can go to get more information about what we call the ACPI, and it's really simple, africachurchplanting.org. I don't even know how we got that domain name, but it's beautiful. africachurchplanting.org, go there and you'll have a website about all the information and stories and great testimonies of what's going on. One of those original partners that God connected me with was a man who today has become a dear, dear brother, deep friend of the heart for me. His name is Dr. Isaac Soda, and he is here this morning, and he's a man passionate for the Lord Jesus Christ, passionate for the scripture, and for training others in that scripture. And so this church planting is all about teaching leaders, church planters, to preach God's word. Not to preach any other message, but to preach the gospel, the word of truth, to people who are desperately searching for that in a part of the world that is, is indeed where people haven't heard, like we have opportunity to hear here. So brother, come on up. It's my privilege to introduce to you this morning, uh, Dr. Isaac Soto. We sometimes call him, yeah. He's a former bishop of the Evangelical Church of Zimbabwe, so we like to call him Dr. Bishop. We, we throw all those titles on you, so let me pray for you, brother. Father God, thank you for this deep, deep friend and brother in the heart and for our union in the Lord Jesus. Bless him now, Father, as he brings your word. Would you speak through him? Would you compel and stir our hearts for your own glory? In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you. Well, good morning. Got to fix this thing up here. I'm not used to be wired like this. Thank you very much. Am I safe? (laughs) Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, I feel so blessed this morning to be here. Uh, I I also feel blessed to be a friend of Matt, uh, who I have known for many years now and have grown to love. I feel so blessed to be here at Crossroads 
for the service. It's my second time to be here. The last time I came, we were just visiting with Matt and we saw the construction. And to see that uh, this construction has led to this wonderful facility here, it's a blessing. Now, you'll see that uh, or notice that I'm using the word blessing and blessed a little bit more intentionally because uh, it is my blessed privilege to come here and share the word of God with you uh, and talk about we are blessed to bless. Well, where I come from, uh, preachers are used to say amen and hallelujah and uh, expect some response. So uh, you can feel free this morning to, to respond whenever you feel like. <laughs> wow, thank you. You make me feel at home. Well, this morning we'd like to read from the Word of God and then I share a few concepts with you, believing that the Lord will say something to you and to your life. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3 is our text for today. Hopefully you will hear me. I try and start off speaking slowly so that you get acquainted with my accent. Uh, I've lived in many different places and I have I have acquired all kinds of accents, so please bear with me today uh, as I bring the word of God. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, let me read it uh, from the version I have here. Now the Lord said to Abraham, go from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you, and I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you, I will curse, and in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed." May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word this morning. Amen. Amen. There is an ongoing argument that asks the question, is America more blessed a nation than other nations? After all, we teach our children to sing, God bless America, land that I love. Stand besides her and... But the question still stands, is America more blessed than other nations? Are Christians more blessed than other nations? Are we here, can we here today declare that we are blessed? What is the nature of uh, such blessings if we claim them? I don't know how many of us in this building today feel blessed or know that they are blessed or know that you have a certain measure of blessings. But it is my mission this morning to declare to you that God has blessed the world. If we were to go back to the book of Genesis, we'll see that when God created 
his creation. The Bible says he blessed them. So God is a blesser. And it is his nature to bless. From Genesis to Revelation, you will read God making these pronouncements and declarations to say, you are blessed, you are blessed, you are blessed. So, what does that mean to us? Let me be quick to maybe bring in some uh, definition of the word blessed. In the ancient times, the word blessed was actually uh, a name of a son who would be called blessed or blessing uh, under the word makarios. And then the Greeks also believed that when their gods blessed them, they called it eulogia, that you are blessed. But the question still stands, are we blessed? Can we, can we tell ourselves and declare that we are blessed? This is why we read today from the book uh, of Genesis. The story of Abraham will lead us to discuss a few things here. Firstly, what kind of blessing did Abraham get? Secondly, why did he get that blessing? Those may be the two uh, aspects that I would like to visit here this morning. The blessing that Abraham received was predicated on grace. Abraham received his blessings by God's grace, by God's sheer favor, by God's sheer generosity. Because a study of the life of Abraham will tell us that Abraham was called by God when he was an idol worshiper. Back then, people worshipped all kinds of gods and named them whatever way they wanted. But God chose Abraham. May I remind you today, if you are in the family of God, that it is God who chose you. It is God who reached out to you. And I know myself that if anybody was to choose uh, who could be a preacher, who could be a leader in the church, it could not have been me. Surely somebody would have chosen another. So it is by grace, not because we are good, not, not because we are better than others, that God has called us out of the world. And if I may emphasize here that whoever comes to Christ, whoever is saved by Christ, is saved from one thing to another, from the world of darkness to a world of light, from bondage to freedom. And Abraham was called by God no longer to worship the idols, but to begin to worship and have a relationship with the Lord who created the universe. So there is this whole concept of God calling and us responding. But at the end of the day, it's all by grace. He chose us by grace. And I think that's so important for us to know that even in the life of Abraham, he was chosen. 
by grace. Such grace is uh, so prevalent throughout the story of Abraham. Abraham was not a, f- a perfect man. So this grace goes beyond our personal shortcomings, personal failures, if you like. You study the life of Abraham, he's, he's a very interesting character. He did have his uh, faults, he was a great man, but he did have his faults. And when I, when I talk like this, I know that I'm, I'm knocking at somebody's door. Uh, in fact, I'm knocking at everybody's door. <laughs> We all find ourselves with these shortcomings. And sometimes we say, is God still with me? But look at the life of Abraham. Abraham, the Bible tells us that at one point, he lied about his wife. Under pressure, Abraham chose to tell the Egyptians that uh, Sarai was not his wife. But his sister, you, you know the story, you Bible readers. And ladies, I'm not too sure whether you would have loved to be Abraham's wife. A guy who says to others, hey, sh- she's not my wife. She's my sister. You actually can have her. That's what Abraham did. He lied. Such a huge lie. Under pressure, he gave in to pressure. And he told a half-truth, which always leads to a lie. Can you call such a man blessed? Oh yes, because the blessings of God have a foundation of grace. They are based upon God's grace. Not who I am, but who God is. Not what I do or not do, but what God does in my life. Well, you may say, well, you know, Abraham, it's not that bad. Maybe he lied once. No, twice he lied. And at another time, because he was impatient, like most of us become impatient when the promises of God do not come on time. Abraham says, hey, uh, Sarah says to Abraham, why don't you get Hagar and let her be your, 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 your wife? Maybe God's promises will come through Hagar. I know, I, know, I know I'm skipping over a lot of things in the interest of time, but you know how you and I can be impatient when it comes to the fulfillment of God's purposes in our lives or promises in our life. We want everything here now. It's difficult to wait. And Abraham found it to be that. It was hard for him to wait. And yes, uh, he went into the Egyptian servant. And the whole nation was born. And to this day, we still have problems as a result of that moment of weakness. Well, but God's grace was sufficient for Abraham. In spite of his shortcomings, in spite of his lying, in spite of his impatience, God's grace was still sufficient for him. Why? I would like to move on and talk about why is God being so gracious to this man who has all these shortcomings, who had a background that was not perfect? It's because God had a purpose purpose for Abraham. God had the future planned 
not only to bless Abraham, but to bless the whole world, to bless all the families of the world. And this morning you may be wondering why God has blessed you. And I know he has because God has given you breath in your lungs today to be able to be alive. That's a blessing. To be able to be in your right mind, that's a blessing. To be able to have enough health to do the things that you are able to do, that's a blessing. And so we can safely declare today that we are blessed. We are blessed. We are blessed. God has blessed us. Let alone other blessings. But for those of us who have known Christ, in Christ Jesus, God has blessed us. This is a good time to say amen. (laughs) Everybody in Christ Jesus is blessed through him, Christ the blessed. So, by grace, Abraham was blessed. Not only was he blessed, was he blessed by faith, or by grace rather, he was also blessed by faith. And Ephesians will tell us that uh, you and I have been saved by grace through faith. And the things that we do after we are saved are also by grace through faith. And this is the justification of Abraham. Abraham was declared to be righteous because he believed. Because of what he believed. Because of who he believed. Because of the faith that he had. In spite of his shortcomings, Abraham believed God. His story is so fascinating that at the age of 70, that's when he was called by God to leave his original home. At the age of 75, God came to him and told him, I will bless you. Ah, but Abraham was not aware that he would have to, to wait a long time until when he was 99 years old. Anybody 99 here? <laughs> I'm sure not. But yeah, from 70 years to 99 years, Abraham is believing that what God says is going to happen. It shall come to pass, in spite of all those difficulties, difficulties that I was talking to you about. But in him, there is this faith. There is this belief, which I want to highlight in you today. Never give up on God. Believe, only believe, only trust, only believe. And Abraham is one of the heroes because he believed God. You know the story of Isaac and Abraham going up the mountain and Abraham is going to sacrifice (laughs) his only son. He obeyed God because the Bible says he believed that even if Isaac were to be killed, God would raise him from the dead. That's faith. That's great faith. I don't know which one of your dreams that you are willing to sacrifice, but sometimes we are called to sacrifice our dreams, to sacrifice that which is special to you and me today because God has said you need to give this away. And Abraham lived by faith. He trusted. 
Abraham also lived by faith because he really never lived in the land that God promised him. The Bible says he lived, moved from one tent to another. He moved his tent from one place to another as a nomad in the land of promise. And the promises of God were fulfilled more so after the life of Abraham. But he believed God and he trusted God, the Bible says, for a land that is greater than just the Israel that we know today. So he was a man of faith. He was a man of strong faith. Have faith. I want to uh, exhort you today. Have faith. Believe in God. Believe that he is able to do the extraordinary, to do the impossible, to do that which he says he will do. What he has promised in his word, God is able to do. He's waiting for men and women who trust him, who have faith enough to say, God will do it. Amen. Amen. So it was by grace and it was by faith, through faith, that Abraham received the blessings of God. Our text today will quickly reveal to us that God has a purpose for this. Why is God so generous and so giving to Abraham? God has a purpose. Let's just, for, for, for uh, us to be reminded, let us go back to Genesis chapter 12 and verse 2. God says to Abraham, and I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. When God blessed Abraham, his real intention was to bless the world. And when God blessed Christ, his real intention was to bless the world. And how does that come about? Let me be quick then to talk about how important it is for us to know that it is for the gospel. It is for the preaching of the gospel that Abraham received the blessings of God. For God wanted to reconcile the world to himself. Humanity had lost way and God wanted to bring humanity to himself. So it wasn't just for Abraham to enjoy his blessings like we do many times. Thank you God for blessing me, myself and I and that's as far as the story goes. No, no, no. God has a reason why he's blessing you. It's for the movement of the gospel. So that those who do not know Christ will know him. So that those who may not have heard about Christ will get to hear about him. That's why he blesses us. That's why he gives us what he gives us. So that we can be a blessing. So that the gospel will be preached. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So it's about the gospel. That's why God blessed Abraham. And I dare say today it is about the gospel. That's why God blessed America. It is about the gospel that God blessed you and I. 
so that we may be part and parcel of the movement of the gospel to those who have not yet heard the gospel. Let me hear along to remind you that in Ephesians chapter 3, we are told that we have been blessed. Uh, Chapter three and uh, chapter one, rather, verse three, it says here, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Who is us? It's the church. Who is us? Believers. And Paul wanted us to know that we have been blessed. And the measure, the extent of this blessing is so immense. He says, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Do you feel blessed today with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places? So, the blessings that we're talking about are not only material. They are more so spiritual. And that we have been blessed, blessed by God uh, to, to, to be candidates for a heavenly uh, residence. That you and I may someday live in heaven. And such blessings then are what we, we find our, our, our source of strength from whilst we serve the Lord in this life. So we are blessed. The church has been blessed. The members of the body of Christ have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. We are blessed. So my brothers and sisters, my mission today is to let you know that you have been blessed in order to bless others. Just for us to look at the extent of some of the blessings that God promised Abraham that are pronounced in uh, the book of Deuteronomy. He says, uh, God says, or Moses is saying to the children of Israel, uh, you will be blessed in the city. You will be blessed in the country. You will be blessed, uh, or your children will be blessed. The children of your womb will be blessed. Your produce and your ground we will be blessed. I've been driving around with Matt and seeing all these farms. <laughs> and this is a farming community. People here farm. And uh, God promises to bless even our land and the produce, produce of our land. Your basket will be blessed. Your kneading bowl will be blessed. This is the extent of the Old Testament blessings, and he goes on and on and on. But it shows us how God can bless every aspect of our lives. And then, uh, just re-quoting Ephesians chapter 1, we are then all blessed with these heavenly blessings, uh, and we are then candidates of being channels and tunnels through which the blessings of God flow. The blessings material, the blessings immaterial. 
Blessings that we can touch, blessings that we can see, and blessings that we cannot touch and may not touch. So, God so loved the world. The world is waiting for the blessing of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I praise God with all my heart to be able to be part and parcel of what God is doing through ACPI to see churches being planted and sinners being saved, saved from the worship of ancestral spirits and giving their lives wholeheartedly to God. I'm blessed to be able to be part of that. And whoever has joined us to to make this a reality, I, I speak more blessings. Because the world is waiting out there. I'll tell you of the hopelessness of my nation, Zimbabwe, where people have no hope of any kind because the economy is going south at a very rapid rate and there is no hope we are, we are going to have our elections in August next month. And uh, nobody expects any change. Things are going to remain more or less the same. And uh, there is no hope. Ah, but there's hope in Jesus Christ. And this is why we need to preach, we need to teach, and for me, that's my emphasis. I would like to see young men equipped to go out and preach the proper gospel, because Africa has had many other gospels, except the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then uh, we want to see these young people trained, and uh, we take them out into the villages, identify places where they can do some church planting. And that has been happening, as Matt has already talked about. It's so beautiful to see in those communities how people are beginning to love God and follow Christ and obey God and hope is renewed. They know that in spite of prevailing circumstances, there is a God in heaven who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. So I invite you. Why don't you be a conduit of of salvation, a channel of blessings to many who need God's blessings? So much so that the, uh, the promise of God to Abraham will be fulfilled through my life and your life. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Isaac, for bringing the word to us this morning. Uh, We're going to close with a song um, that we haven't done in a while. It's called, Lord, I Need You.